Happy Easter, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. We are celebrating the fact that our God is not dead. Jesus is alive. Just as he said he was going to do, he has risen from the grave. We're very excited to celebrate this Easter. I'm going to be jumping in right away to the message, but thank you to every person that calls Zoe home. If you are looking for a home church, I think everyone should have a home church. I want you to prayerfully consider making Zoe your home church. We'd love to have you as we journey through faith with Jesus on our team, Jesus at our side, and Jesus as the Lord of our life. Thank you to every person that subscribes to this podcast. Let's celebrate our Easter celebration together. Come on, let's jump into this week's message. Calling, It's called The Overwhelming Evidence. We're talking today around the reality of Jesus and the fact that our God is not dead. Our faith is that we believe that Jesus is alive. He rose from the grave. In fact, a Gallup poll was done a few years ago and 84% of people that don't even go to church believe that Jesus rose from the dead. There were 15 accounts after he rose from the dead, 15 accounts that Jesus showed up and revealed himself to others. One time he showed up and he let someone touch his hands. Another time he cooked breakfast for somebody. You know Jesus loved you if he cooked you brunch. <laughs> Jesus spoke to a crowd as large as 500 people post-resurrection. So this is not a folk Tale. This is not some fairy tale. This happened. There's evidence. All of Rome in that era knew that Jesus rose from the grave. If this was like in our era, CNN would be on it, Fox News would be on it, and TikTok would be the best TikToks you've ever seen in your life. I don't know if you're this way, but my algorithm knows me, okay? My algorithm knows I love golf. I love food, and I love, to, I love to follow these trials. I love to follow some trial, some controversy, something that's happening right now. I want to be in the courtroom. I want to find out what's going on. I want to know what happened. I'm, I'm, I'm following. If, if TikTok was around back then, they would have been following this story. Because if Jesus never gets up from the grave, he's no better than a cult leader. Three years people wasted their time following this dude. In fact, if Jesus never gets up from the grave, you and I have no hope. How could we have hope in a God that is dead? But the fact that he did get up, the fact that he did defeat death, sin, and the grave. See, I want to convince you today that there's more evidence of the resurrection than there's evidence of his death. There's evidence. In fact, write down the title of today's message. It's called, The Evidence is Overwhelming. Overwhelming evidence that Jesus is alive. Look here in Luke, Luke 24, in the fright, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember 
how he told you. This, by the way, married people, men, just all the men. That is the worst way to make an argument with your wife is by reminding her, remember when I told you? You remember I told you I was going golfing? You don't remember that? Those are are words that will get you crucified. (laughs) Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee? The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners. He must be crucified and on the third day be raised again. Remember he was telling you this? Watch what Peter says about him. Praise be to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you who through faith you are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. Is there anybody that's grateful today that Jesus rose from the grave? He is alive. Jesus is risen. The tomb is empty. Death is conquered. There is life after death. There is hope for the world. And Jesus is with you today. The evidence is overwhelming. In fact, I think in your life, this is just good practice. Stop looking for evidence of his absence. Start looking for evidence of his presence. If you wanted to, you'd be like, oh, L.A.'s going to hell. America's going to hell. Oh, this is so bad. Nothing's going to go good. The Lakers aren't going to win. Don't you say that. This is. Stop looking for evidence that God's not at work in your life. That God's not doing something great in your world. Start looking for evidence. God is with me. God is helping. God is healing. God is restoring. God is reviving. The evidence is that God is for you. The evidence is that God is working in your life. The evidence is what the enemy intended to harm you. I can see evidence that God is turning around to use in your favor. Start looking for evidence. I I love that Easter presents three things about Jesus. Number one, it presents to us that he is who he claimed to be. You think about the claims that Jesus made. Jesus had some crazy outlandish claims about himself. Jesus said, I am the way and the truth. In fact, let me read two scriptures of the claims of Jesus. Listen to what Jesus claims. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Look at this next one. John 14, 6. Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, when he was here, he had crazy claims. They mocked him at his claim. In fact, they put a plaque over his cross that says, Jesus Christ, King of the Jews. That was not to honor him. That was to mock him. And they couldn't believe his claims. Jesus claimed, I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I, he, he, he says something so crazy. He goes, before Abraham was, I am. These are some crazy claims. And I'll tell you, if he never gets up from the grave, he is nothing better than a cult leader. 
But because he was who he says he was, because he fulfilled his claims, we can praise him, we can give him our lives, we can worship him because he is who he says he is. This is good news because we live in a city that has people claiming some crazy stuff. This is L.A. personified right here. People make crazy claims in Los Angeles. You meet somebody like, hey, what do you do? Yeah, I'm a director, I'm a filmer, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a musician, I'm an artist, I'm a producer, I'm a, and I'm a TikToker. It's like, whoa, my God, what do you do? Yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, I got a few businesses, I do crypto on the side, Shiba, I do this, that, and the other. It's just like, and, and what do you do? Yeah, I'm like, I'm a music artist, I'm a sandwich artist. I just, I, it's like, chill out, brother. These are crazy claims. <laughs> Jesus looked crazy until Resurrection Sunday. Jesus was laughable until Resurrection Sunday. I just watched the Bernie Madoff doc. If you don't know who Bernie Madoff is, he led the greatest Ponzi scheme in the history of the world. $14 billion dollars. He claimed to everybody, bring me your money, I will take care of you. Bring me your, they'd ask, uh, show a statement, show, can we see? No, 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 don't, don't worry about it, I got you. $14 billion people followed and they gave him their money. And when it push came to shove, he was not who he claimed to be. On Resurrection Sunday, we are worshiping our God because he said he was bread of life. He said he was living water. He said he was the Messiah. He said he was the cornerstone. And when he rose from the grave, he proved that his claims are true. So today we are worshiping the God that didn't give false claims about himself. These were all factual. These were all true. Jesus proved, he gave evidence that he is who he claims to be. Write down number two today. It's not only that we know he is who he says he is, but he has the power that he claimed to have. Jesus claims to have such power. Listen to John 10. No, the reason my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down and authority to take it up again. This command I receive from my Father. Look at John 8, 51. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. The claims that Jesus made of his power are so outlandish. He goes, he claims, I can lay down my life, I can die, and I can raise up my body. These are crazy claims about power. But Resurrection Sunday reminds us that he is not a man that he should lie. He is not a man that he should change his mind. He has the power that he say, said he did. He has the power to heal. He has the power to deliver. He has the power to break any chain. If he defeated death, if he defeated sin, if he defeated the grave, then he has all the power and all the authority. So today we're aware, oh man. Is he big? Is he strong? And they mocked him. They said, you said, you claimed that you had this power. When he was on the cross, he looked pretty powerless. He was saving his power so you and I could receive his power. He was saving his power not to get off the cross, but so that after three days, he could roll the stone away. Get up out of the grave. And say the same spirit 
the same power that raised me now lives in you. I don't know if you knew this today before you walked in, but you've got wonder-working power working on the inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. We got people in our city claiming that they have power. I'll never forget years ago, we were in Miami and I was with some friends and I, I, this is about a decade ago, and I told them that I could get us into this restaurant. And so, and so when we were turned away and we were all staring at the sidewalk, I had to say to my friends, yo, my bad. That was on me. That was, fam, that was on me. That's, that's my bad. I claimed to have power I didn't have. Stop laughing at me, Julie. I can feel my wife's, like she's laughing literally at me right now. If Jesus doesn't defeat death, his claims are, he has no power. It's not powerful. It's one thing to walk on water. It's one thing to feed 5,000. It's one thing to heal blind people. It's one thing to heal deaf people. It's a whole nother level to get up after being dead for three days. And Jesus proves in his resurrection power that he has power even over death, even over your sin. So he claim, his claims of who he was, true on this day. His claims of his power, true on this day. Write down the third one. This is the third evidence of Jesus. Is number three, he did what he promised to do. He is not here, Luke 26. He is not here. Remember how he told you. While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners and be crucified on the third day and be raised again. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. See, the thing I love about our God today is that he's a promise giver and he's a promise keeper. He writes checks that we can cash. And he promises, you can trust me, promises me, don't, don't be discouraged, take courage. I have overcome the world. And when he gets up from the grave, we can, we can take courage. We can have confidence because he is who he says he is. He has the power that he says he has. And he fulfills the promises that he gives us. Every once in a while, one of my boys will trip and they'll say to me, Dad, you lied to me. Dad, you lied. I said, Fam, where did I lie to you? Dad, you tended to die. You do this, that, and the other. They'll make up some crazy thing. I'm like, Hold on, come here, come here. Where did I tell you that? When, when did I, I said that to you? And then it kind of like, you know, in Miami looking at sidewalks. And I'm like, Bro, I never said that I would do that. I never promised, because my word is a big deal to you. If I promise you something, what kind of man, what kind of father am I if I don't fulfill my promises to you? 
I want to tell you what I love about God today. Every promise of God in Christ is yes and amen today because of the resurrection power of Jesus. So any promise in the Bible, it is yours today. Everything that God promised about provision, everything God promised about life, everything God promised about freedom, every promise in Jesus is yours. He is who he says he is. He has the power that he claims to have, and he will write every check or he promised that you can cash. Anybody thankful today for the power of our God? And so it's not just about Jesus today, but it changes my life. Here's three things for you. Number one, my sins, my past is taken care of in Jesus. Oh, I love this about God because of the resurrection power. Today, I can look at my past, whatever bad things I've done, whatever crazy stuff you've done. It doesn't matter what you've touched, smoked, looked at, participated in. If you're a Clipper fan, good news to you today. There's hope in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every... I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I get excited, I get excited, sorry. I apologize, I apologize. The resurrection power reminds me that today everything that I have done wrong in my past is taken care of by the blood and the power of resurrection. In him, in him, Ephesians 1, in him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. My past can be forgiven. If you have a past, if you are, if you are one that is aware of your sin, it was really cool on, on Good Friday night, I was in the courtyard after the service and this guy came up to me He's, he was in the nine o'clock service here today, and he's a lawyer. He's a great guy, and, and he, he was saying to me, you know, two years ago, I came to church for the first time, and I gave my life to Jesus on Easter Sunday. And he said, I, you know, wasn't right. I was living a mess. I was just totally a mess in my life, and, and I'll never forget that you said on that Easter Sunday, just keep coming. He goes, so I've been coming for two years. Easter Sunday will be two years. So in the end of that, come on, we can clap for my friend. It's a pretty awesome story. He said, and by the way, what's changed the most about me in the last two years is my mental health, and I don't hate myself anymore. And so he's telling me that on Good Friday, and I saw him in the 9 o'clock, and so I acknowledged him. I said, man, that's just a powerful story. And then this girl as after the service, she came up to me. She said, that's crazy about his two-year because for me, this Easter is three years. And the thing about shame or guilt, shame or guilt will tell you your past is too wild. You know, there's like good people and, and like bad people. There's like little sin and bad sin. God does not work that way. We might got a little baby and a little whatever, but we ain't got a little sin. There's sin. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. See, we all need a Savior. For God so loved the world that he sent his one and his only son to die for me and you, that in him we receive forgiveness. It is not behavior that will bring forgiveness. It is not church attendance that will bring forgiveness. You can't tithe your way into getting forgiven. You can't serve your way. Corinne's story is amazing, but she's not forgiven because she does Zoe Cares. 
She is forgiven because of the blood and the sacrifice of Jesus. And so today, whatever you've done, it could be like, man, I've never told anybody this. You know, nobody knows this. Nobody knows this. But like, I got a past. Who doesn't have a past? I'm sorry, is there somebody here today that's like, yeah, I've just, I'm kind of just been perfect my whole life. I'm sorry, there's not classes that teach sin. We were just born into it. And the Bible says the things that I want to do, I never do them. And the things that I hate to do, that's what I usually do. We're sinners saved by grace. And when I come to Resurrection Sunday, it reminds me today, my past has been sorted by the blood and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You are not made right by God by your behavior. You are made right by God by your believing. And the more you believe right, the more you will behave right. But don't you think it's about behavior and then believing. It is believing and then you will start to live like Jesus. So today reminds me, my God is so good. My God is so big. He is who he claimed to be. He has the power that he claims to have. He kept his promise. He has overcome the world. My past has been sorted. Oh, good news to you, friend, today. Whatever your problems are today, they can be managed by God. In fact, I think the mountain that's in your life, I know you got a problem. I got problems. I almost said I got 99 problems, but a church ain't one, but I would never do that. I would never do that. I would never do that. I know you got mountains. I know you have problems. Why don't you stop telling God how big your mountain is? Why don't you tell your mountain how big your God is? I serve the God that defeats death. I serve the God that rolls away stones. I serve the God that conquered everything so that I can. We are now in Jesus more than conquerors through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. It's not tapping into you, fam. It's not tapping into your human power and your human intellect and what you can accomplish in your own strength. No, it's tapping into Jesus. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to look to you. I'm going to believe in you. I'm going to follow you. I don't got a shot without you. So if you have problems today, welcome to the club. We all have problems. We all have problems that we need Jesus. And so the Bible says we cast, we cast all of our burdens, all of our cares, all of our stresses, all of our issues. There's nobody here today that doesn't have an issue. There's nobody streaming today that doesn't have a problem. We all have a Goliath. We all have a mountain. Choose your metaphor. We all got something we need God to help with. And we have no shot unless he intervenes. Resurrection Sunday reminds me that's right. I don't have to fret and I don't have to worry. I can turn to God for help. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and guard your mind in Christ Jesus. Today I'm reminded that everything I'm going through, God is not shocked by. The Bible literally says, before you ask God for anything, He already knows what you need. So my past has been covered. What I'm facing today, God is with me. And the last thing today, and to encourage you, your future is secure in Christ. Now, what I'm not saying to you is that, you know, if you believe in Jesus, you don't have problems. Some people come to church like, y'all try church. 
You know, that stuff don't work. It's like I came, and I was gone for a while, but I still have problems. If you follow God, you'll still have problems. The difference is that you'll be aware that he's with you in your problems. That in your valley, he's a comfort. He's a present help. He's a peace. Oh, what a friend I found in Jesus. He's my encourager. The power that lives in you, the Holy Spirit. He is the divine encourager that encourages you. Keep moving forward. One day at a time. One step in front of the other. My future is secure. I cannot promise you here that you're going to have the safest journey. But through Jesus today, we can know that we'll have a safe arrival. And friend, hear me today. This world is not your home. This world has nothing to offer you. You're not a citizen of this place. You're a citizen of a greater place. Easter Sunday reminds me, I will be resurrected with Christ. I won't live here forever. Encouragement today. Your life is but a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. Here today, gone tomorrow. We got a call yesterday, Julie and I. Someone in our church, family member, fatal accident. I got to get on the plane just like yesterday morning. You never know. All of us are one phone call away from our knees. One more. You never. We're not promised tomorrow. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself today. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. I want you to stand to your feet. Last verse today, John 10. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give them eternal life and they shall never perish neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand they shall never perish and they shall never be snatched out of God's hand hear me today God's got you in his hand today I read a book years ago by an author named Max Lucado he calls it in the grip of grace my sheep will recognize my voice and a stranger's voice they will not follow I give them eternal life And I will never allow you to be snatched out of your hand. Friend, hear me today. He is who he says he is. He has the power that he claimed to have. He keeps the promises that he gave us. My past is good. My present is fine with Jesus. My future is secured in Jesus. Come on, let's pray today. Jesus, we thank you that you are.